Hey, you're listening to the Big Juicy Life podcast with Maggie McGill. I'm Maggie McGill, and you're here because you're ready to live a big, juicy life. No more denying yourself pleasure, no more doing things out of obligation, no more refusing to show up because of how you look. No. We're leaving all that behind us, we're moving forward and building the biggest, juiciest lives imaginable. And I'm so glad that you're here. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Big Juicy Life Podcast. I'm your host, Maggie McGill. And today I want to share with you and just talk about Big Juicy Body Trust. Body Trust has a lot of different facets of it. Um, I really believe that Body Trust is inherently linked with our body intuition and just being really in tune with our bodies so that we can know ourselves and trust ourselves in a multitude of ways and this is not going to be the first no this is the first it will not be the last time i talk about um, body trust on this podcast but today i want to talk about kind of the more physical aspect of body trust um, and chat a little bit about my relationship with movement with um, exercise as a fat person a neurodivergent person um, and just really dive deep into that it's something I'm very passionate about I have a very complicated relationship with movement um, if you read my or listen to my ebook weightless how to lose the guilt and heal your relationship with movement you probably already know a good amount of what I have gone through um, in terms of my experiences around movement so I'll give a little recap um, but for most of my life I've had really negative experiences with movement I have done sports from a super young age um, I used exercise a lot as a form of punishment and a uh, tool to lose weight when I got you know into my more like middle school high school years um, but movement was never a positive thing I was always the slowest person the person who was the worst at everything um, I just was it was very obvious to me that my body was different and I was never told by anyone that you know all bodies have different shapes and sizes and abilities and just because you can't run as fast as everyone else or for as long without needing a break doesn't mean that you know my body was any less worthy or valuable and not having anyone say that to me I just had this terrible relationship with movement and my body and it wasn't until I got into intuitive eating which is a um, philosophy around food and eating that's very much like your body has a lot of inner wisdom and you should not should but your body will tell you what it needs to eat when it needs to needs to eat and how much it needs to eat um, basically this idea that our bodies are always giving us these internal cues and through you know the world we live in telling us about how much to eat, what to eat, and when to eat, we get really disconnected from those cues. So that's kind of like an intuitive eating, um, really brief description. Um, I got into intuitive eating when I realized that my relationship with food was really disordered, and I love intuitive eating. I eat intuitively all the time, and I have for a few years now. But as I went through that journey, as I kind of 
got to the other end of that journey, I realized that my relationship with exercise, my relationship with movement was also really disordered. So even though I was eating intuitively and listening to my body's hunger cues and fullness cues and, and, and all of that, I still had this kind of nagging voice in my head that was telling me like, you need to exercise, you need to move your body, or you're going to get fatter and fatter forever and like blah, 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 like all of this like diet culture, fat phobia that had just been like hammered into my brain. So I had this cycle, this kind of guilt and shame cycle that I fell into all the time, which was I would get excited about a movement routine, I would do it for a week or two, and then something would happen. I would have my period, or I would get sick, I would be stressed, um, and I just would kind of fall out of that routine. And I would feel so guilty and frustrated and ashamed that I was failing at something I really wanted to do, um, that I would just avoid it for weeks, sometimes months, and then this cycle would repeat. And I feel like this is a cycle so many of us get into. And I do want to acknowledge, looking back now, I can see that because I do have ADHD, it is especially hard for me to stick with any one type of movement um, for you know, a super long time. But regardless of that aspect, um, the mindset that I was bringing into these movement sessions, that I was bringing into these, you know, like bouts of weight training or going on walks or whatever was a really perfectionist mindset and when something happened and and I stopped that routine or I stopped wanting to do that routine I just felt so like guilty and just like a failure and I noticed that I was going through this cycle and I was like I just don't want to do this anymore. I just don't want to do this anymore. I want to enjoy movement. I want to have fun. And I took the concept of intuitive eating and I applied that to movement. I decided I was going to try to tap into intuitive movement. So the way that I did this was just to stop moving entirely unless I really wanted to. I released all expectations of if I would move my body and when and how I just gave myself permission to rest and like not feel that I had to do something I could always move my body if I wanted to but I took away the the mindset that it was something I had to always do and this was the first step that really helped me in healing my relationship with movement so I did not do any kind of structured movement for I don't know, maybe a year or two years. Um, I would still be active. I would go on a lot of walks either by myself or with friends when the weather was nice. But like in the winter, I'm under my cozy blankets. I am not going on walks. Like, no. (laughs) And uh, this was kind of like where I was chilling, just kind of getting in tune with my body. But I still had a lot of, I didn't know it at the time, but I had a lot of trauma. I had a lot of shame. I had a lot of... um, just mistrust in my body and I really only believed I was capable of so much so when I met my partner my current partner in 2020 they had been in the like running and fitness and strength training community for like a year a few years and um, 
I had never met someone who was in a body that was similar to mine in that kind of like environment in that kind of community and so they really helped me start a new journey towards healing my relationship with movement so obviously this was the pandemic (laughs) this was the pandemic year so I you know had not done any movement and my partner was really active so when the pandemic happened everything shut down they had been part of a gym and had been doing these strength training sessions like three times a week so that all transferred over to zoom which was convenient for me because i basically got to tag along in all of their movement sessions and didn't have to pay anything <laughs> thanks mon um so i was strength training three times a week for like three months because we're in a pandemic we're in the house every day like I didn't have those kind of daily like drags on my brain that would have kept me from like moving my body consistently before. So I was commuting to work. I had to cook all my meals for myself. Like I was also single and dating. And so having this kind of like home base where I didn't have to worry about a lot of other stuff gave me room to focus on strength training and showing up. And I will say I did not love it. Like I was showing up and all of my trauma was coming out. I would get really anxious and compare myself to my partner and I would begin like hyperventilating and have anxiety attacks because I was having all of these emotions come out um, and all of these memories of like when my body failed me before, failed me before in quotation marks. That's really, really what it felt like. Um, But after kind of pushing through that, strength training for three months, I, for the first time, experienced a physical shift in my body. I felt stronger. I felt my strength in every single movement of every day from getting out of bed, getting into my car, like sitting, you know, getting off of the couch, carrying things up the stairs, carrying myself up the stairs. I felt that strength in every part of my day. And until that moment, I truly believed that the only reason to move my body was to lose weight or to like punish myself and so I had this totally new context for movement right there are so many reasons to do movement that have nothing to do with losing weight or punishing your body or you know working off a food that you ate right I saw the benefits of just simply moving your body and that summer I hiked and I kayaked and I was like amazed of all the things my body was capable of that I never dreamed, right? I did things that would have scared me, would have have scared the heck out of me. (laughs) And they all came like kind of easily because I was so strong in those moments, right? Everything, you know, if I had attempted to kayak back in 2019, I would have really struggled. But because I had been strengthening my body, but not only that, but strengthening my mindset, around a movement, around my body, around my capability, everything just was a lot easier. After years of feeling fear and uncertainty in my body, I felt confident and strong and capable, and I finally found body trust, which is what this episode is all about, body trust. I trusted my body. I trusted that it could carry me. I trusted that I could do things. I trusted that if I needed to stop, it would tell me and I would honor that. Feeling that body trust was an incredible, incredible feeling. But that was 2020, 
okay, it's 2022 (laughs) and a lot has happened since then. So I would say maybe from March to, I don't know, September, I continued with the strength training and then kind of fell off. Wasn't so much into it. I get seasonal depression. I'm sure that had a lot to do with it. And I did my best to continue taking walks and doing everything, but just like seasonal depression just like kicks my ass for real. So didn't do much in winter 2021. I was really focused on quitting my job, becoming a full-time entrepreneur and influencer coach. And so that was consuming a lot of my time. And that's actually when I wrote my ebook um, was when I was in this kind of really focusing on other areas of my life. And I just was like chilling. Like, you know, we did outdoor things, walking. Oh my gosh, I could do a whole episode about walking. But when I tell y'all before I did this like relationship with movement healing journey, anytime I had to walk anywhere, I would be so panicked. I would be so anxious. And I would be like, how long is the mileage? Like I thought that I couldn't walk a mile. Like a mile seemed like just like, Uh, that seemed wild to me that like I would be expected to walk a mile I also just like I felt anxious and then I would also feel pain and now like after this whole journey and living in a city has definitely changed that mindset for me but like I can walk a mile and I'm like yeah it's only a mile away yeah let's walk that like that mindset shift has been like if we're walking somewhere I don't even need to know how far away it is I'm just like yeah let's go that mindset shift, I could literally read. I, I, maybe I will do a whole podcast about that. But wow, like wow. So I didn't do much movement in 2021, and then I realized I really wanted to invest in movement um, in 2022 because I do have seasonal affective disorder, seasonal depression. I know that movement is so good for my body and brain, and I realize now that through my ADHD and just through how I work like I really need someone to walk me through to hold me accountable in some ways and to like have a set schedule where I show up I do the thing and I'm done so I hired a um, plus size trainer I actually wrote a blog post about this which I can leave in the the description um, about why why I chose a plus size trainer but I chose someone who is plus size who knows how my body works um, who comes from a like fat positive body liberation mindset um and i just like dove in we have you know a weight system like from the 70s it's like my dad's like old weight set in our basement and i used those weights and i did strength training for you know about three months three times a week from like january to april and i really loved it i was feeling I will say I didn't lose all of my strength from when I was training in 2020. Once I learned how to engage the muscles, I didn't even know I had. I could learn to like engage them in everyday life. But I had a little, some strength left, but I could see it again like my strength was getting better. I was stronger. I had more stamina, more stability um during sex even with my partner. Like I felt it. It was so good. I was like loving it, showing up, having fun. And then and around like May, it was not doing it for me anymore. I was like done. <laughs> I didn't want to show up in my basement. It was getting humid. It was getting hot. It was really nice outside. 
I just didn't want to do strength training in my basement anymore. So I listened to my body, right? My body's giving me these cues. I listened to my body. I explained it to my trainer. I was like, I'd like to come back in, you know, the fall and winter, but right now I really need to step away. So I did that. Um, May, I believe was the last month that I strength trained and I think I pulled it back to two times a week and I don't even know if I showed up in those last two weeks, to be honest. And I have just been like chilling. So like basically like May, May and June, I've just been like doing no movement and, um, I don't feel guilty about it at all. I don't feel shame. I don't feel anything about it. Um, what I do feel though, is that I'm ready to like start strength training again. <laughs> so I'm looking for ways to do that. Cause even though I'm not interested in doing it in like in my basement at home, I'm kind of toying with the idea of maybe going to a gym and um, doing movement around other people can be triggering for me, but I feel like I'm ready to face that. And I don't know, I'm just feeling ready. But even though I'm like, I have these feelings, I'm like, okay, I'm ready. I'm not doing it yet, but I'm ready. Like, I'm not feeling like I have to do it. I'm losing all my strength. I'm never going to be as like, I'm not, there's no guilt. There's no shame. It's just, oh, my body wants to move. Let me find a way to do that. Really simple, really just kind and respectful and really trusting. So I went kayaking yesterday. (laughs) I went kayaking yesterday for the second time in my life. As I said, the first time I went kayaking was summer of 2020 when I was really ripped. I was real muscular, feeling real strong. So cut to yesterday. I haven't been strength training in a few months not feeling my strongest, and we went kayaking. I was a little nervous, but I knew that I could like do it because one, I've done it before, um, but also just because I know that I know my body, I know what I am capable of, I know that I have mantras, I have mindsets, um, and that I can always give myself grace when I need it. So We went kayaking. I was definitely slower than I've been in the past. It was harder than the last time I did it. Um, But because of the work that I've done to trust my body, I didn't feel embarrassed or frustrated. Um, I went at my own pace. I took breaks when I needed to. And I enjoyed all parts of the kayaking adventure because it's so beautiful. There was breeze, there was birds, the sky was blue, the sun felt good on my face, the water felt good on my legs. Um, it was just really a really like nice experience and I could have gotten so in my head and upset because I wasn't going as fast as everyone else or I know that this was easier before but I don't need to compare then and now I just need to focus on my now and figure out okay how can I make this the best experience for me you know when we had the option to like stop at a beach I was like yeah I need to stop at a beach so I can adjust my seat I need to sit more forward so I'm more comfortable right I knew my body's limits and I listened to what it was telling me and I honored what it needed like I ate a snack on this kayak because I was hungry (laughs) I was just having like the best time munching on my crackers falling behind everyone else but it, it is a different experience once you have this body trust. So, you know, even though I'm not super strong right now, the body trust and the body respect I've built helped me in that moment to stay focused, to enjoy my experience, um, and just to like, to just be really compassionate towards myself. Um, so if this is resonating with you, if like any of this sounds familiar, I really would urge you to consider your own relationship with movement. 
try taking a break from movement if you also find yourself in this like guilt, shame, avoid cycle. You could, you know, take a break from movement for a week, for a month, a couple months and get really in tune with your body and just listen to your body and and let it tell you what it wants and if it wants movement, give it movement, but don't feel like you have to. If you liked my story, if you like what I'm saying, you want to know more about my journey, you can buy my book. It's available in audiobook now. It's a 25-page PDF ebook. Um, I think it's like a 45, 50 minute audiobook. And you can hear my entire story. I also have a bunch of journal prompts in that that are kind of more extended. Um, this is like a little taste of everything in my um, in Waitlist. And um, yeah, it's $20 for each. If you bundle them both, it's like $35. So you save $5. And it is a really like small but mighty book I have had nothing but positive feedback from it and I am excited because I am um I am starting to develop a kind of accompanying program for waitlist which I haven't talked about yet anywhere but if you listen to the podcast you get the scoop okay so stay tuned for all of that I'll leave a link for waitlist how to lose the guilt and heal your relationship with movement in the description so you can tap that check it out um if you want to follow along on my current fitness journey you can follow me on instagram at maggie mcgill i would love if you should if you loved this podcast episode i would love if you shared it um and thanks so much for listening bye Thanks so much for joining me for the Big Juicy Life podcast. Once again, I'm Maggie McGill, and if you want to see this Big Juicy Life in action, you can follow me on Instagram at Maggie McGill. You can check out my blog, magsmcgill.com, where I have more information on my current offerings and lots of fashion and confidence and plus-size movement resources. So thanks again for listening, and I'll see you next time.